to the Joint Practices Podcast, the podcast for fans by fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont. Catch me on Twitter at 11thegoat, 11 spelled out. Very excited for tonight's episode, episode 63, because we finally got the band back together. <laughs> Hopefully, Steven won't accidentally forget to post this one. Steven and Soup into house. I just saw the title of the episode. <laughs> We're not putting that title up on iTunes. <laughs> ah, fuck it. All right, guys. We back up in this place. Football talking. What's good? Hey, Can't you're welcome, tell. by the way. What? You're welcome. Oh, I was saying that to Sean. Oh, about the, the Cowboys? We, yeah, we gave him a, a chance in the division now. Yeah, shout out to Dak for giving us that nice gif. You guys see that all dancing right. gif he was doing? Uh, oh, man. Jesus. It's all of it. Did you see, uh, was it Nick Bosa doing it before yeah. the 49ers <laughs> Yeah, game? that was the best. <laughs> they, uh, somebody had taken the video of, like, him doing that pregame, his little hip thing, and put the, Yeah. It's fitting since she's going to be playing the halftime It's really show. funny that that clip like went viral when they've literally been showing him doing that pregame for like weeks. I've never but seen for that. Some reason, it's so funny. I've seen it three or four times. Probably because it's prime time. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know the words. <laughs> you know I don't speak Spanish. like <laughs> that. <laughs> Make a band want to speak Spanish. Okay. God, it's like Shakira's in the room with us. <laughs> I don't well, think she. Peter Griffin. No, she doesn't. Yeah, say she doesn't even sing that part. So some dude. We're off to a good start. Every podcast oh. starts this way. Yeah, week ten though in the books. We got any uh, any news around the league? The Jets owner doesn't know what he's doing. Well, that's that's very apparent. Wouldn't you be concerned as a Jets fan why. if the owner is already guaranteed <laughs> Gase will keep his job no matter what else he does the rest of the year? <laughs> it seems weird that not only did they guarantee him the rest of the year, but that he won't be fired for next season either. Like, that's not even a possibility. They're a fucking mess. Dumpsterfire.com. They're, they're like, literally the way that those... The way that those organizations in the AFC East handled themselves, like even when Tom Brady leaves, the Patriots are still going to win that division every year because the people that run the team aren't fucking morons. <laughs> Anyways, further news in the Master Tale land, how about Mr. Colin Kaepernick putting on a workout? It's like a pro day. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> he hasn't played football in three years. And it's kind of weird, but he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in seven been seven years since that. Damn, that's a long time. Super Bowl. And the lights went out in the city? And the lights <laughs> go out in the city. So, the did, you, did you see the, uh, <clears throat> um, did you see, like, the terms of it or whatever? Like, I guess, it, the terms of the workout. He's doing like, a workout and an interview, and it's open to all teams and... He will also supply like a video of the workout and the interview to any team that wants it as well. 
But but what I heard was like they're like, hey, we want to do a workout for you on this day, but like the date and time, I guess, was non-negotiable. They're like, no, we're gonna do it at this time, or we're not gonna do it. That part to me seemed a little sketchy. Admittedly, no, I didn't. The, it is I, too the whole, because the whole most thing is like incredibly sketchy because Kaepernick's people went to the league and they were like, we want to do a workout where all the teams are invited if they're interested, and we'd like to do it on a Tuesday. Just give us, you know, a Tuesday to be able to do it. And the league came back to them like this past week and they were like, we're going to do it on this Saturday at this location at this time. And that's it. So it sounds like he's getting set up, like literally. <laughs> if, if that came and back nobody's to me, nobody's traveling like, for games on Saturdays. Yeah, I was like, all right. So, yeah, when most teams stupid. do their workouts Mondays and Tuesdays. Got you thinking. How many teams do you think show up? 32. 17. 17. I think every team goes. I just Every team sends one person. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but it just it seems to me like they're not, you know, somebody isn't being completely honest about what's going on here, so. It's going to be one scout side from it Miami. Is, but, yeah, right. I don't know. I think, he, I mean, I think this is, you know, two years overdue. But there are some quarterbacks in the league that I feel like he's still going to be better than. Even if, uh, you know, this does, you know, pave a way for him to uh, make his way back into the league. Be interesting to see if, like, if he lights it up, how many teams scramble for him, like, right away. Because obviously yep. he wants to play football, but I bet it would feel good to be like, you didn't want me last year when I was still this good. I don't know. I just want him to come and fucking light it up and just show everybody like, yeah, you didn't you didn't sign me because because of my skill, not because of my protests at all. Yeah, the whole the whole reason that nobody wanted him on his team is just absolutely stupid. And you get a lot of those people, you know, the the Kaepernick haters and whatever, and think that. Everything he did was that's oh, disgraceful to the veterans and like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, listen, he opted out of his contract because the 49ers told him they were going to cut him anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Well, let me get out early and go and try and find a job." And it was pretty apparent, especially given the results of uh, you know, his his little uh, legal battle with the league uh, about being blackballed when they settled with him and uh, was it Eric Reed? Is that who yep. it was? So, yeah. Guess what? If you settle in a case, you're guilty. <laughs> you just don't want anybody to know it. So, avoid uh, giving out any of that information. But yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I'm rooting for him. I am, but... This just seems super fishy the way the uh, the league is handling this right now. It almost feels like they're doing something because they feel like they have to at this point. Like we at least got to give them a tryout or a workout. That's, I keep calling it a tryout, but right, yeah. But, I mean, and it does feel like that because it's like, well, you know, we wanted to play. We gave him an opportunity, so it's not like he can't not show up for it. Honestly, where he was in his career. Three years ago, well, four seasons ago, when he actually got to play, you can't tell me that a marginally like even if he's lost a little bit from what he was, 
he's still better than probably eight starting quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, and I mean, almost all the backups in the league. He's 32. Like He just I'm turned sure 32, he, yeah. He uh, he stayed in phenomenal shape. Um, so this just, he, Damn, yeah, he, he can come in and make a difference for some of these teams because <clears throat> we've seen, you know, you know, a handful of teams so far this year that have benched their starting quarterback for somebody else. So can't be any worse than those guys, right? Nathan Peterman started multiple games last season. There is no way he, Colin Kaepernick, would not have been a better fit. Nathan Peterman has played for multiple teams. He, he was a starter in this league. <laughs> any uh, any feeling that maybe this has some Jay-Z influence on it? Now that he's partnered with the uh, partnered with the league, yeah, because um, I'm glad they're getting like he's actually involved. Eric Reed, uh, <clears throat> who was part of that that lawsuit, um, was interviewed, and you know they were supposed to be doing their regular media interviews for the games coming up and everything, and um, somebody asked like, you know, they compare. Colin Kaepernick to somebody that's in the league right now and he said listen Colin was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson and then they asked him oh you know how do you feel about him getting to do this workout and he's like honestly it feels like a PR stunt oh wow and I'm kind of you know on board with that because again you, you tell a guy hey this is the time to do it and there's no other times to do it week fucking what 12 it's going to be in this in the season if he was to join somebody feels way too late yeah um i mean he does anything this is yeah this is setting him up for next year yes you did all right so the packers played the panthers in a game of american football steven i don't know i can't tell if i'm elated or gassy but i'm somewhere in the zone 24-16, 24-16, Aaron Jones, three more touchdowns. You know how many multi-touchdown games he has this year? I've Seven. lost count. Yeah, just about as many uh, games as the referees have helped the uh, Green Bay Packers win this year. Oh, they keep giving them penalty. Hey, shut the <laughs> fuck up. We had to live through Seattle. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Devontae they Adams, seven catches. Refs. I know that's the point. That's my fucking like, hey. old gym coach was the goddamn referee out there. Dude, that was that was another conspiracy to get the refs back. They're like, just throw the game. We have a guest star. Who was the guest star? Not mine. Oh. Yep. Shout out to Luna. Luna. Her bottle. Devonte Adams though, he was back in Devonte form. That was nice to see. He had seven receptions, 118 yards. Um, the alien yeah, lizard seems like he's becoming a staple. Alan Lazard, like every, he only had three receptions this week, but it, every week he's, he's targeted more and more. And I feel like he's, uh, he, even if he's only coming down with three catches, he's coming down with them in crucial situations. He's going to be, he's going to be one that probably takes a spot and maybe even Gmos. um, next year. I don't know how contracts and stuff look like that, but. When when we started the season, we had all these young receivers, and I was always wondering who's going to be the one that stands out. Like, like when they first came on the scene, Nelson and Cobb stood out. 
They were those small, quick guys, and it looks like Lazard's going to be that next big option. So that's nice because we're going to have him on a rookie deal for, what is that, three years? Is that what rookies get, or does it depend on the... Uh, Four years, first-round picks get a uh, fifth-year option. Okay, so yeah. So we so we got him for a bit, and then a Jimmy G... He had two receptions for 59 yards, the same Jimmy G that can go games without a target or a reception or maybe a dropped pass. Everybody who needed to do something this week did something. Oh, you're talking uh, about James Graham. I thought you were talking about the other Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Wop. <laughs> uh, McCaffrey, he, he had a game. He had 108 yards on a touchdown, almost two. You guys see that last play? will not stop him. He never touched the ground. Simple he, as that. Some people say he's still up. The play hasn't ended. He literally landed on his own lineman. I don't know how you can call him down. There was no... Uh, what did what did they... They called him down and then didn't return the call, right? Or didn't overturn it? They said the play stands. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to shout out the Red Zone D. Like, last year, in terms of um, opponents' percentage of scoring, Green Bay was at 60.71 and this year they're 48.48% that their opponent will score and even even Minnesota's higher than them at 48% exactly but i think it was the two against the chargers maybe where they kept driving down the field they come to the red zone and we would just fucking shut them down and make them kick a field goal we we had that same thing um we had that same thing this week we had a couple turnovers which helped us too but um we were able to hold McCaffrey he 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 did his thing. He had he had his long runs and 108 yards on 20 carries, but I predicted a lot more from McCaffrey. He only had 33 receiving, and I was thinking maybe 150 receiving and rushing. Yeah, I mean, given the elements that they had to play in, winter has arrived in Green Bay or the whatever the hell, whatever the, the Game of Thrones uh, reference that Aaron Rodgers threw out in the postgame uh, press conference. Winter yeah. is here, or winter is coming. Yeah, whatever. I didn't, I never watched that show, so I don't know. But a lot of boobs. So you figured that there would be, you know, who who can run the ball more effectively <laughs> wins the game, and obviously the uh, the dual headed monster in Green Bay uh, took the cake there. Rodgers did have one scramble, but that team. The Packers uh, ran for 163 yards, only 120 from the Panthers, but they just have Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. And well, Kyle Allen moved the ball well. Like, yeah, to me, it was super surprising to see like DJ Moore end up with 120 receiving yards, uh, mm-hmm. playing in a fucking blizzard. Yeah, DJ Moore is nasty. I like watching him. It's funny because if they had held on to some of those other wide receivers that they have, they could be really good, <laughs> really explosive offense, especially the way Kyle Allen's been playing because, I mean, their record isn't great right now, but he's definitely been way better than I would have ever expected. Once I oh, heard 100%. Cam Newton was down, I was like, well, they're fucked. Still over I couldn't believe they won those first four games when Cam went down. Mm-hmm. It's too bad though they because int- I was hoping that yeah. uh, you know the Panthers. I I just wanted the refs to give the Panthers a chance at that two point conversion. 
Because, I mean, if they call it a touchdown, overturn that call, you still have to, you know, go ahead and score that two-point conversion, which it's not easy. Yeah. Well, somebody pointed out to me, I think it was somebody at work, was if you watch the replay of that last play, on both sides of the, the field, Carolina's line uh, wide receivers are standing right on the line in front of the, the refs. And whoever I was talking to was like, if if the ref if they just get out of the way and they're not trying to see selfishly, the ref gets to see them standing there. They block the ref and they block the angle that could have overturned it. Worked out for yeah, me. It's just at this point, they have so many cameras. If they can't, you know, find a way to edit up some sort of, you know, combination of those shots to figure out whether or not it was a touchdown, like that's a sham for for the league at this point like like why even have fucking review if you can't get the call right oh Sean was real excited because they actually turned one over this week yeah some somebody challenged pass interference and then they actually agreed it was crazy yeah the Colts did that a couple weeks ago too <clears throat> they got a defensive pass interference on a no call but yeah this uh I think the best part of this game was uh, watching the end of it and Steven being like, whoa, we got out of there with a victory. (laughs) (laughs) Turns the game off and there's a penalty on Green Bay to extend the drive. And then Sean being like, what the fuck? They ran it on the last play? (laughs) It's like, hey, I mean, this is... you, You talk about, you know, the red zone defense and everything and I think that's just a gut call of... Let's try to catch him off guard here. Almost like, worked. Put the ball in our best player's hands and see if he can get it done. He, he's carrying for over five yards of carry so far this game, so might as well, you know, go for it. And I mean, yeah, it. I mean, it did work. They just didn't get. They didn't get the call. It was a weird sequence right down to the end. <clears throat> Even the play calling was. You got a frog in your throat or something? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <clears throat> My voice is a little scratchy. I decided to see if I still had it on the way home. <laughs> listen to, <laughs> listen to no. some of our music, trying to sing, and turns out I'm old. He's just trying to avoid the fucking Kurt Cousins. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> That's the best Twitter um, video I've ever seen. But hi! <laughs> it was on the pod for a while. All right, so hit him with the hot stuff. Because the Vikings beat the Cowboys. Hey. How about them Cowboys? Zach Prescott is an elite quarterback. I've always wanted to say that. Um, You know what? 28-24, this not not the score I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Vikings uh, really dominate that game, but... They got up 14 to nothing early on, and I was like, this is what I'm talking about right here. And then they just kind of slowly let Dallas just get back into the game. So, um, obviously, you had that Maher uh, 57-yard field goal that he just... He probably could have thrown it at the uprights better than he kicked it. But <laughs> Yeah, so you get the ball back. Quick 53-yard drive, five plays, takes two and a half minutes, score a touchdown. And I was like, okay, they have the right uh, 
kind of you know game plan here on offense is to attack what uh, what Dallas doesn't do well on defense. Again, force a punt on uh, Dallas's next possession. Another touchdown. This one is a lengthy drive. 13 plays, 90 yards. You know, just over six minutes. So I'm thinking we're in the driver's seat, and then they Vikings went out. Next possession, punt, give up a touchdown, which was, that was a fucking garbage punt. I don't know if you saw that. Holy crap. Britton Colquitt broke my heart. He's had a couple of shanks the last few weeks, and it's very concerning. But you give up that touchdown, they come out and go three and out, and I'm like, here we go. This is this is the Vikings team I, I remember. You know, three and out, give up another touchdown, game's tied, there's a, you know, just under two minutes now remaining, and they, you know, go that hurry-up offense, and it looked pretty good. Only get a field goal out of it, but I felt very disappointed going into the uh, second half, only up three points after you started, you know, with a 14-point lead. I ended up getting it done. Uh, shout out to Eric Kendricks. I appreciate you. Had that oh. nice deflection on fourth down there late in the game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, felt so good about that. I wanted and to I bring like, up Eric right. Kendricks for blowing up uh, Zeke in the backfield. It was like right at the beginning of the fourth. And Zeke went to make a cut and there was just no room. And he got swallowed up immediately. Yeah, I did. Uh, I very much enjoyed the way that they handled Zeke because like all the talk the whole week leading up to this game was it's Dalvin Cook versus Zeke Elliott and I was like oh yeah it is for the most part and they did a hell of a job you know 20 carries 47 yards for Zeke he had a long run of six they did an amazing job shutting him down the issue that persists with the Vikings right now is that secondary and they don't have anybody to shut down a number one wide receiver on any team. Mari Cooper, 11 receptions. 11. And Dak knew it because they targeted him 14 times. Ended up with 147 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, look at any one of those guys. Amari Cooper, 147 and a touchdown. Randall Cobb, 106 and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 76 and a touchdown. I can't cover a dick with a condom right now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Jesus. But I mean, you know, to go out there and let Dak throw for 397, not good. Still got the win, but. Um, Jesus, you almost made him look good. Stop. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was unbelievable. I, I just. <laughs> Secondary just stinks. Stinks on ice right now. I don't know how else to say it. But you for me, say, it's just... They do they, not smell well. The, it, well, the problem is, is they... You know, they're they're not able to shut them down on third down is where a lot of these extra yards are coming from because... I did notice it. I felt like I was watching the Eagles secondary out there. Yeah, yep. Third and 13, third and 15. Jeez, yeah, there's... You get... I mean, it... The way that Dallas runs their offense is they're avoiding those situations where they're in, you know, third and more than six yards. 
typically that's the way they operate. Um, but they, <laughs> it didn't matter really in this game. They were nine of fifteen on third down. That's not ideal if you're uh, if you're a defense. You don't want to see the other team being over fifty percent. The the other thing that like boggled my mind was going into this game. I was like reading some of the uh, predictions. I didn't realize that Dallas has the number one overall offense going into this game. I didn't either. They might still because they had four hundred and forty three total yards, but. You know, they just, man. And they lost to the Jets. They also lost to the Vikings, so that's all that matters in my book. But I thought, uh, you know, Minnesota's offense uh, did a great job. The team overall, what I was very concerned with was, are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties in this game? They only had five for 35 yards, so that was excellent. Only 10 penalties actually in the game which is rare in the league right now. I feel yeah, like most teams season. end up with a 10 a week. <laughs> like, we had 10 in the whole game, so nice, clean game, what you like to see. Um, you know, 32 dropbacks for Kirk Cousins. He got sacked one time against that defense where they have a lot of guys that can bring pressure, so they did a great job establishing Dalvin Cook and then using the play action uh, to help uh, – Give Cousins a little bit of time. Did you see that stat about him like rolling out to the left? No. No. So they they brought up like a graphic um, on Sunday Night Football about when Kirk Cousins <laughs> uh, rolls to his left and like all these stats. I don't remember all the stats, and I like shame on me. I didn't take a picture of the graphic, but it was like you know. You know, percentage, completion, yards, touchdowns, quarterback rating. And they were all number one in the league when he, when he rolls to the left. And it was a perfect quarterback rating, too. You just do that every time. I mean, it seems like a great idea. <laughs> but what do I know, right? Hey, I got a um, question. What's that? Uh, at 7-3, and three, going into week 11, Dalvin Cook does so much. Every week, he's got 97 yards rushing and 87 yards or 86 yards receiving. You worry that he's going to get burnt out by the time you guys get to the playoffs if he's doing almost everything? Uh, every time that Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison touch the ball, I'm afraid they're going to get hurt. It's pretty much just a standard Vikings thing at this point <laughs> with all the injuries that like Adrian Peterson had yep. while he was here and like still had an amazing career for the Vikings, but God, he. It was just like weird plays where you're like, oh, and Madison even had one earlier this year where he literally looked like the guy like twisted his leg backwards. And I was like, oh, he's done. And then two plays later, he was back in there. Yeah, because he had 26 carries and seven receptions. Like he's in on a ton of plays. Yeah. Leading rusher and then and leading receiver. I feel like he's going to get worn down. I mean, the guy is a workhorse type player, though. Uh, even he and Zeke swapped jerseys after the game, and Zeke had signed it like D. Cook, go get that bag with a couple dollar <laughs> signs after it. And honestly, it's going to take a lot for the Vikings to keep this guy because we rarely see, you know, you got what Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, like how many other. You know, uh, running backs in this league 
actually do all those things. Like, it's very, very rare. Like, a lot of teams have uh, running backs on their team specifically for the pass game. And then they'll, you know, they run the ball 15 times. Like, (laughs) 26 carries. Uh, That's, I mean, this is what they needed to do in order to beat this team. But, yeah, it's going to be real interesting when his contract's up, you know, because... You see all these other guys, Melvin Gordons and other running backs that they can't get paid. And, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen moving forward. But running backs are super underappreciated uh, in this league, just the way the, the game has changed. But oh, for me, I, yeah, for me, I love the run first mentality, control the clock <laughs> and then use the fear of the run game to extend the passing game. And especially when you have a defensive-minded coach like Mike Zimmer, it makes all the sense in the world because it's like we control the clock, we control the possession, and then we play good defense, and that translates to to good things usually. But you also have to be able to be successful in the passing game, and I 220 yards, a little underwhelming against that Dallas secondary, but what can you do? But yeah, this defense has to uh, step up. They got to play better than this, because that's a you know if this is a playoff game, I'm uh, I'm doing the old wipe the sweat off the brow after this mm-hmm. one because they had a lot of opportunities to get Dak and just couldn't take him down, couldn't figure it out. Uh, two guys with a half sack. That's not a Lance Armstrong reference either. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they needed needed to uh, put pressure on him and make him make mistakes. And <laughs> other than the hail mary to end the game, he didn't throw an interception. So they had one sack on him for four yards. Not ideal. But hey, seven and three, looking pretty good. Be better if you were eight and two. Yeah, it'd be better if the fucking Forty ers had finished off the Seahawks this week. Oh, yeah, and the 49ers lost. I think it's about time. I think it's all time. (laughs) Studs and duds, studs and duds. It's all time for studs and duds. All right, week 10 studs and duds. Sean has Derek Henry. Not only did the Titans beat the Chiefs, but on Derrick Henry's back, buck 88 on the ground with two touchdowns and a long of 68. I don't know how you, how the Titans did it, but they ran the ball a lot in a shootout. It's weird. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, that game was just like bizarre. I was on break at work and I said I'm not going back until this game's over <laughs> and then you get paid to be there yeah and then with a with the, where the Titans turn the ball over on downs at their own 32 yard line with like with a minute 55 to go and I was like alright this game's over I'm going back to work and I leave work and like as I'm leaving, I'm looking at the scores and stuff on my phone, and I was like, "Wait, the Titans won? What the? F- <laughs> How like, did that happen? Yeah, literally, 
they did <laughs> after that uh, turnover on downs. The Colt, uh, the uh, Colts, yeah, the Chiefs, four plays, negative seven yards, took twenty-seven seconds off the clock, and then you know four plays, sixty-one yard drive, and you're able to uh, get that touchdown, get that uh, two-point conversion, and then they block that Bucker field goal at the end with a chance to send it in an overtime. Yeah, how hyped are you if you're Dave Breton and the Titans block a field goal to beat the Chiefs? Jesus. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. I couldn't. <laughs> Watching the end of that game, like, after I thought it was over, I was just like, that is one of those things that's just absolutely incredible. And that's why you play uh, all 60 minutes right there. Well, my first thought was, didn't Mahomes yeah, come back this week? Escape. Hey, he yes. did, yeah, and it turns out he blew the stat book out. Yeah, <laughs> threw the ball fifty times, thirty-six for fifty, four forty-six and three touchdowns. Not enough. He didn't even make my stat list. Defense. Hey, you don't. Yeah, no stud for you if you throw for over four hundred yards and your team loses. All right, who else has got a stud in their life? Uh, I had uh, Mr. Lammer Jackson, I believe that's the way you say it. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> 223 passing yards, on, three touchdowns, 65 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That's right, he was the leading rusher for Baltimore this week. Is he the real Help deal? Uh, they played the Bengals, so I'm kind of, I'm going to pull a Sean here and take this with a little grain of salt. Um, but yeah, I don't know, he did it against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's he's he good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect him to be this good. And by the way, fifteen of seventeen in that game. He threw it fif- fifteen completions. He had two hundred and twenty three yards. Yeah, and three touchdowns. Two incompletions in the whole game. That means every five completions was a touchdown. And that's mind blowing. What's not mind-blowing is a Green Bay Packer making my stud list. Aaron Jones, we already talked about it. It's the three touchdowns and the 93 yards. He's Ugh. got like a wedge of cheese always shoved up his ass, I swear yeah. to God. Yeah, steak, 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 small amount of peas. <laughs> Here, actually, let me do my second stud, too, because I had, a, I had Ryan Tannehill with his 13 receptions for 181 yards. Beating out Patrick Mahomes with 36 well, completions. Tannehill's not a receiver, yards. so he probably didn't receive the ball 13 times. No, he completed 13 passes. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many times I listen to this podcast and go, why did I say that word? That did not go there. <laughs> but I picked Ryan Tannehill because uh, I didn't pick the Titans to beat the Chiefs, and I really didn't think they had a chance, especially with Pat Mahomes coming back. He, he did what we would have expected, but fucking Titans hung in there. It was really, it's always been tough to know, like, what Tannehill's actually able to do in this league because he played in Miami. Yeah. Which they basically just, like, shit on his hopes and dreams the whole time he was there. So, yeah. Bold move from Vrabel uh, moving on from Mariota. But they're still, I mean, they're 500, so I guess they still have a chance. But the Chiefs are 6-4. and Mm. I know I didn't pick them to make the playoffs, but. That's still surprising. Uh, my second stud, a Mr. Christian Kirk from uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, 
Still lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations. But six receptions, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. If you combine that with Sean's first, uh, Derrick Henry, uh, those guys basically won me fantasy this week because my dumbass didn't look to see what my lineup was. I, uh, <laughs> this is great. Let's take a look at it real quick. Um, I didn't have a wide receiver. My tight end is Greg Kittle, who didn't play. <laughs> and I didn't have a kicker in the game. Still won by 10 points. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. But yeah, 40 points from Christian Kirk, 36 from Derrick Henry. Uh, good week to have those guys on my team. All right, my second stud. You guys are not going to believe this, and you're not going to believe the reason. My second stud is John Gruden. Woo! Not only did the Raiders beat the Chargers on Thursday Night Football, did you guys watch that game? I didn't. Nope. I think it was in the second quarter, right before halftime. Derek Carr threw a nine-yard touchdown pass to the fullback in gold. And do you want to know why I've lost my shit? Spider 2Y banana? Spider 2Y banana, baby. That's awesome. I saw that and I... I Is that uh, the name of a play? Looking. Yep. Yes. Spider 2Y banana. <laughs> Basically where they have the, uh, the two running backs in the backfield and one of them goes a different way. Like peeling like a banana. I fucking but hate John, John Gruden. Yeah, the fullback's always wide open on that play. So Yeah, John Gruden and um, Andrew Luck had this, like, on, what was that, Gruden camp or whatever it was? Yeah, quarterback, Gruden's quarterback camp or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had uh, Andrew Luck on there, and they were talking, and he's like, spider Jew, why banana? Because <laughs> he basically, like, calls out these plays and tells these guys to draw them up on the board. That's the one for Andrew Luck. He's like, I love this play. <laughs> he gets jazzed about weird stuff. He ran it, and they scored, and I said, boom. Stud him up. <laughs> hey, I know that uh, you know, Dalvin Cook had 26 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. Seven receptions for 86 yards. Yeah. Did some work in that game against the Cowboys, but I'm going to give him an honorable stud. This week for uh, because it's winter break in Minnesota for schools right now. Uh, he partnered up with some people to uh, bring in a food truck to help the uh, less fortunate people in the community that, you know, these kids aren't going to be able to get their lunch that they normally get at school. So he partnered up uh, for these next couple of weeks to help in, uh feed the community a little bit. So we get to this later stage of the year we have thanksgiving and christmas you know it's all about giving back and you know helping others uh should be our main focus moving forward so we talk you know a lot about the stuff that athletes do to help their community so this is a big move by dalvin cook and what a class act and i hope he sticks around for a long time in uh in the purple and gold can't think of a single time I've ever heard of Steve Knox buying a food truck for people. So I'm going to say Dalvin Cook's a much better person than you. I mean, I'd do it if I made Dalvin Cook money. Yeah. 
or half Dalvin Cook money would be good. <laughs> say, like the money I make, I could probably feed like six people. Let's move to the duds because we all have a team as opposed to just a <laughs> rent, uh, individual player. Sean's so got Sean, two. go for it. <laughs> the Giants suck, man. Shout out to Dad. I, th- I really thought the Giants were going to just blow up the Jets this week. The goddamn Jets. They are. So I took the Giants. I took the Giants in my uh, survivor pool league because I figured you got to use everybody once and this should be a win, right? Nope. Ralph Wiggum. (laughs) Just like a weird fucking game, man. They're combined four and fifteen. Like New York, New Yorkers have to be so excited about football season right now. Mm. I just don't understand. Daniel Jones, three hundred eight yards, four touchdowns, solid game. But yeah, you can't lose. He was also the leading rusher of the team. Twenty yards. Yeah, that was a stinker. I mean, I honestly, when I saw the the game, I was like, oh, I bet Le'Veon Bell had himself a day. I was wrong. 34 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries. Not even two yards a carry against the fucking Giants. Big old turd. Oh, yeah? We're talking about turds. How about the Colts giving the Miami Dolphins their second win of the season? That's right. Jacoby Brissett didn't get to play in this game. Uh, due to injury, but he has been fantastic for that team, uh, considering them losing Andrew Luck. So Brian Hoyer considering steps he was in on pace for like forty-five touchdowns. Yeah, Brian Hoyer, another longtime Patriot, uh, steps in and just sucked it up big time. Would have been nice for him to be the fucking heir apparent to Tom Brady, huh? There's still time, dude. Fucking- 18 for 39, 204 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. Dude, at this point, I would rather see the Colts throw Chad Kelly out there because at least he's exciting and, like, has legs to extend plays. I mean, yeah, he's more like Brissett than (laughs) Brian Hoyer is, what, like, 34, 35? Brian Hoyer runs like his feet are in wet oatmeal. Got brick slippers on. He's got his brick slips. All right. Steven Jemis. Oh, Sean, I got a dud. I got a dud. Mandy, turn down your phone. Sean, I need help. Your stud was Derrick Henry. What was his longest run? 68 yards. 68. Well, the Saints had 52 rushing yards total and nine points, and they pissed me off because they sucked against the Falcons who haven't been good all year. Man, hey, you can turn, turn it back have, I was going to say, the Falcons have only won two games this year, and it's against the league's best two teams, so. <laughs> Just not? Like, why are they losing to bad teams and then beating, I don't know. I was, I was more disappointed in the Saints than I was impressed by the Falcons. Just because I think I was just so blown away by it. Got awfully quiet in the living room, didn't it? It it wasn't well, your wife. The kids were quite loud. <laughs> My second dud was uh, 
Mr. Josh Allen couldn't find a way to lead that six and two Buffalo Bills team past the three and uh, the the two and six Cucka uh, Browns. Shameful. Twenty two of forty one for two sixty six. Um, not not his best day. Just above five hundred. He picked like they picked a really a terrible time to play down to their competition. That's for sure. All right, then, my last dud, my final dud of the week. Who broke the Rams? <laughs> the Patriots did. Oh, Sean my McVay. God. It's, I don't know, man. I got, I'm got. a loss for words. Like, you, went, they, you went to the Super Bowl last year with a high-flying offense, and everything was clicking, everything was going right. And now we're literally at a team that can't get Cooper Cup the ball? Like zero targets, zero catches, zero nothing. He had four targets. He had four targets, but yeah, they. I think teams are starting to recognize that he's the guy to worry about. Um, because uh, what's his face? Brandon Cooks didn't play in this game, so I think the Steelers recognize we don't let Cup beat us, and we'll be fine because. Ever since the end of last season, they've lost belief in Todd Gurley, and I don't know why. He has 12 carries in this game for 73 yards. That's over six yards a carry. Why not give him the ball a little bit more? Just doesn't make any sense. It's almost like, you know, what the Patriots did to them in the Super Bowl just kind of gave a formula to everybody else to look at and be like, oh, can we do some of these small things that they were doing in this game to shut them down? And that gives us a chance. And it's worked, you know, quite a bit. Both the Rams and the Steelers are now 5-4. and four. Who would have thought? Can you imagine paying your hard-earned money to go to this game? Being a fan of either team, um, these are the drives for both teams. The game started. It went fumble, punt, 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 punt. Touchdown, punt, 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 fumble, fumble, punt, punt, missed field goal, interception, punt, interception, field. Do you, are you seeing a pattern here? Johnny well, Hecker is, punted eight times. This is like the the fucking Vikings and Chiefs game, except they put up like forty five points or forty four points, whatever it was. You get twenty nine. I can go watch my fucking nephew play peewee ball. Yeah. See more than 29 points scored. 17 total punts in the game. Jared Goff, 243, two interceptions. You know, but he, he's the and second coming ball. of Tom Brady after, you know, what, what they did last year. He looks like yeah, he, the Jeff Fisher, the Jared coming, Goff. Right. Yeah, he looks like Jeff Fisher, uh, Jared Goff this year compared to, you know, the Cinderella that uh, Sean McVay made him out to be. <laughs> in last season. So how All much right. weight do you put on like how their offense has been performing? Like as far as Gurley being injured and obviously not being back to his self that he was last year versus like them not doing anything different and the league's kind of just caught on in the same way that you see Chicago really, really struggling where Matt Nagy's just doing the same thing and everyone knows what to expect. What's well, like, well, I don't Mc- know. McVay puts puts them in good position. Just Goff doesn't always execute. 
He's getting paid a hundred something million dollars, guaranteed, whatever it was. He's got to start playing like you know a franchise quarterback. I mean, they paid him a hundred and whatever it was a hundred and ten million. Too much and, is what it was. And on third down, they literally took him off the field for Blake Bortles to run a read option or whatever it was. He ended up handing the ball off, I think. And then on fourth down, they had Johnny Hecker throw it. Why are you taking your franchise quarterback off the field and you're just going to throw it on fourth down anyways? But this is like the McVay way, you know? it's They did time and time again last year. Those trick plays, those fake punts, fake field goals, like this, that, and the other thing. But those gambles don't always pay off, and that's the way it's turned out for him this year is those gambles haven't paid off. They've lost any faith in Todd Gurley whatsoever. And that takes away a huge part, you know, of what you're trying to do because they were able to, you know, have a lot of success running the ball last year and then suddenly play action, your quarterback's best friend, give him a bunch of time, find the open guy. It's like Gurley ran for 73 yards. Their they're top uh, rusher, other than that, was Malcolm Brown. He had 10 yards on five carries. Like, they don't have anything else. So, <laughs> this is the situation they're in. If they're not willing to give Todd Gurley the ball to try and, you know, make their offense more than one-dimensional, like, they're just, they're not going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, the numbers you were looking for, Sean, were four years, $134 million. And one ten guaranteed, right? Too much! Uh... I can see fifty-seven million guaranteed at signing. I don't see overall guaranteed. Oh, one hundred and ten million guaranteed. Yeah, there you yeah, go. So, Jesus, that's your guy. Good luck. Right now, Wentz or Goff? Who do you pick? I don't know. Wentz didn't have a single completion last week. That's why he made my duds list. <laughs> no, if we're being serious, I'm taking Wentz. Throws and Aaron Rodgers did. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. So the Rams are broke and they're a dud. And that's all I got. Soup getting sticky on them. Boom, boom, boom. Soup getting sticky on them. Boom, 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 boom. Ladies and gentlemen. Soup. (laughs) Because salad just didn't sound right. (laughs) At least you didn't say because salad was taken. Oh, thanks for listening to episode 63 of the Joint Practices podcast. If you are on Twitter, follow us at Joint Practices. I'm at 11thegoat, Steven, Steven, JPP, with an at symbol in the front, and at the knock says for Mr. Salad <laughs> Sticky salad Steve Knox. <laughs> Soup and Salad Steve. Yeah. Mr. Super, Super Salad Steve Knox. Start yep. calling me Olive Hardeen. <laughs> red soup is a salad. Nice well, maybe people can Olive Hard leave us a rating, review, or subscribe <laughs> on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry. We are on them all. And shout out to whoever found our podcast on November 6th. 60 downloads that day which means someone went download all on our podcast so shout out to that person and enjoy 60 weeks Thanks, worth Mom. of contract <laughs> worth of content it only gets better 
Oh, it's phenomenal, isn't it? We don't even have a hashtag this week. That's brutal. Oh, wait. There it is. Just had to refresh. My bad. I've been drinking. Uh, iHeartRadio, though. Doesn't it feel like uh, Sparks of Rescue might have a... Uh, iHeartRadio. Might have themselves a lawsuit, huh? Anyway, if you're listening and you frequent the Twitter bird, why don't you send us a tweet with the hashtag, put your Christmas tree up. It's like, put your hood up, put your hood up. That that lets us know that you're listening. Episode 63, I feel like I have seen nothing from anybody that I don't know personally on Twitter. So, if you are listening to this episode... Put your Christmas tree up. Spell it however you want. Put, put, and then you are, and write crema tree. I don't freaking care. Whatever. We Somebody. won't accept Xmas though. We won't accept that. One. No. Christina miss. Nope. Doesn't count. Um, it's still too fucking early for the Christmas tree, but Sean's a big oh. Christmas guy. We're about two weeks out from when Christmas tree's okay. Silver bell. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. That's when Christmas tree's okay. But Christmas, I mean, Sean wants to do it now, so. Bean pod. <laughs> Fucking racist. There you go. We'd like to hear from uh, anybody. You know, use that hashtag and just be like, what do you guys think about this? Or I love this team. Like, Or fuck you guys. I don't care. Whatever. Just well, I tried. We tried something new tonight. I don't know if you guys saw, but I put out something on Facebook and tagged both of you in it. And I said we we're about to record joint practices. If you got any questions? We can answer on the pod. And the only response is me posting a gif of Ferris Bueller saying, "Anyone?" Anyone? That's not Ferris. That's not Ferris Bueller. That yeah, was Ben Stein. Ben Stein is the from Ferris Bueller. Is what I meant. Apparently, you just don't have any. Friends on Facebook. What you should have done. Uh, you too. <laughs> I don't use Facebook. Uh, what you should have done is said, got any football questions that we could answer on the pod. Might have uh, drawn a little bit more attention from some people. Because everybody's like, are they talking about weed? Because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. No, that's a different podcast. That's called the American it's Football other- Podcast coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my other joint podcast. Like a hey. slide, baby. Yeah, school Vikings. Go Paco, eight and two, daddy. Cowboys suck. Get baked. How about Meow. them cowboys? Suck it, Jimmy Johnson. Goddamn asshole.
even know what the... Where is the mashed potato land, anyway? High above the clouds, my friend. High above the clouds. <laughs> there's mashed potatoes in the sky. 